and welcome back to this week's edition of Turf Talk. Duvan, Fahim and Yamuf have all won the year, not 2015. What a weird week it's been. Yeah, what it's a, nice. But what a cracking week. And West Approach has won the race. The end definitely is nigh. The end is nigh. Uh, but it was a cracking, cracking weekend of action and at Cheltenham and over in Ireland for us to get through. And we've also got to look forward to really Jim the matchup that's going to make or break the year of this podcast this could be the last episode of Turf Talk we might never ever see me again after this weekend no it is it is well in my opinion almost the best two you know as a clash mate Carl Denman vibes Carl Denman vibes we've got two of them Altio versus Surname at Ascot and the boy lost in translation against Bristol Demai at Haydock. We've got a lot to get through, Jim. Should we get stuck into it? Yeah, let's let's fire away. Just beginning to edge ahead. Saldir on the outside is throwing down a big challenge. And Saldir, is it Saldir that's going to upset the odds this year? Saldir and Danny Mullins have gone on from Penny Bush. War Classical Dreams lost his streak. And Saldir wins the Unibet. Morgiana from Penny Bush. War Classical Dreams. And we'll start off this week talking about some action from Clonmel on a Thursday. Probably <laughs> the only was forbidden for you, really. Probably the only time ever this season we'll, t- we'll talk about action from Clonmel on a Thursday. But Duvan was back, back to his best, winning the Clonmel Oil Chase. Good fielding behind him as well. It, it wasn't a field full of mugs. Monolay. Yeah, exactly, mate. You know, the horses who had all merited the place in that Grade 2 contest. And, Jim, I, I tweeted at the start of the season, you know, people, I, I thought, seemed to have forgotten just how good Duvan was at his peak. He was Altio before Altio. He was. And at the same age as well. Yeah. Do, do, you know, don't forget you do that. do forget that. Is he nine? He's nine. He's only nine. You know, 30, 13 wins out of his first 13 starts. Then f- things got a little bit. Not 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 really went wrong, but you know, he, he, was, little in, he was an injured horse. Yeah, he was an injured horse. Oh mate, the season's going to be a lot more fun now. He's winning races again. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Great to see you. First time over two mile four. Great performance. Um, great to see him back. He looked a picture. Uh, he the I kept frustrating me. All the racing channels kept showing the last jump which was arguably the worst jump of the race and then and then the running and they should have shown him he flew over them fences it was great to watch and yeah great to see him back what what would your target be from this season very good question i've been pondering this for the last couple of days i've been thinking champion chase do you they go for both him and chacun possois i mean it's it could be winnable yeah, because Richie's not afraid to run more than one in a, in a race against each other, is it? We've we've seen in previous mares hurdles and stuff. He, he'll run them all against each other. Uh, yeah, I. You know what, mate? I I I I I wouldn't disagree with that. But in the back of my mind, he wants to win a gold cup, doesn't he? Yeah, of course he does. Everyone does. So they might try and push him. Because I've I've did I not hear before he came back at Clonmel that the short term target was going to be King George 
I might have made that up. Yeah, yeah I think he, I think it was. Uh, because he, he's been left in, hasn't he? At the 50-runner stage or whatever it yeah. is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd, I agree with you. I'd still be keen to see him over two miles. Obviously, you've also got Shaq and Poissois, who could genuinely be absolutely anything. Yeah. And that looks like he's a uh, more intended target at this stage. But it's uh, great to see Duvan back. I think everyone, everyone in racing was united in be- in having his back on a on Thursday. Yeah. And yeah, he went off well, a decent price as well. Backed into Fav. Yeah. I mean, six to four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, he went, decent, yeah. decent enough price. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, he ended up going off odds on, didn't he? But, but the night before, in the overnight prices, Mono, he was Fav. Yeah, he was. He was. But yeah, great to see Duvan. Uh, back to somewhere near his best we'll move on to the two day better victim meeting at Cheltenham obviously the Friday uh, was waterlogged uh, yeah very waterlogged if you see yeah, it, the Twitter it, it was, was but then, looking at the racing over the weekend I didn't think it was that bad I didn't think it was bottomless I've seen it I've seen Cheltenham worse do you standing water on the track the, the, there was on the Friday but like on the running and in the home straight I didn't think it was bad at all I thought it was all right. I thought it was good, solid, typical, solid, soft ground. Good jumping weather. I I wasn't there, so I can't no, comment. No, neither was I. But no, from but the telly, it looked all right. No, uh, Simon Clay, Jim Watson thinks you are bad at your job. No, I didn't. I've uh, done a good job. <laughs> oh, I'm not slagging anyone off this week. Uh, we'll start with the Ballymore Novices Hurdle Grade Two. Uh, Time Hill's just quite good, isn't it? He is, and he's exceeded my expectations, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, I thought he might just bump into one in this. I, I didn't quite know. I thought Dancing on My Own, he was well fancied for Henry de Bromed. Uh, Lair Devant was fancied after the last time's performance at Cheltenham when uh, he finished there behind Champagne. Well, I, I think this is a very, very good race. Um, Time Hill, I think... For the further he goes, the better he'll get. The champion bumpers turn out to be pretty strong, and yeah, so, solid performance. Happy go lucky. He's run a cracker as well for Kim Bailey. Yeah, do you, I, I think this could. I think this is a decent race for the time of yeah. year. For the time of year, Sunday soon ran well in the Persian War. I think was third behind uh, Time Hill. So yeah, I yeah. think I could say Sunday soon's backed up his performance last time. Um, I think he's a horse that wants better ground, though personally. Yeah, no, I, I like Time Hill. Would, would you have him in mind as a potential Cheltenham Festival winner this season? And if so, would it be in the Ballymore or the Potato Race? It'd be Potato Race for me. I think Albert Bartlett, um, he, he ground it out, didn't he? He was just being niggled coming around the bend. Uh, Dickie Johnson just got going on him slightly earlier and he powered up that hill. I think three miles would be more his bag, if I'm being honest. And yeah, I could, I could see him in that division. There's nothing at this moment in time that's screaming out three-mile hurdler for me yet, so... He'd be in that category. That's very fair. And the next race on the card was the Presbury Juvenile Hurdle. Not giving JCB the recognition they deserve. (laughs) (laughs) No sponsors allowed on this podcast. I went for Ballymore rather than Hyde Novices Hurdle. You did? I went for that one. Uh, I put on Twitter uh, a week last Friday that all mankind... Uh, the best juvenile I'd seen so far this season uh, so of course 
I was feeling very, very smug when he went and backed <laughs> it up at an overnight price of six to one. Uh, again, this is a horse who doesn't have particularly much race craft yet, and the way he runs before he's asked to knuckle down suggests that he might not be the most straightforward in terms of attitude. However, when, when, when they do ask him to knuckle down, don't say the word fruitcake. <laughs> I can see the stupid little smirk on your face. Because uh, when, when they ask him to knuckle down, though, even though he might not do it traditionally, correct? Uh, he actually does, doesn't he? He puts it's, his head down, he digs proper deep. I was very, very impressed with this performance. I thought this was going to be a decent uh, juvenile hurdle. Oh, it was the best of the season best so far. Best of the season. All the, what I'd say the significant winners of races this season uh, have turned up here. Um, Nordano, from the, the beginning of the season, he's been an early superstar in the juvenile, well not superstar, but an, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. an early star in the juvenile division. Uh, Botox has was destructive last time out. All mankind was destructive as well at Warwick, and Mick Pastor had the reputation as if he was the next Cortor star. If I'm being honest, um, and he was just far too keen for his good. But I think All Mankind's got a serious engine. Um, I was un- I-, I left this race alone, but I did fancy All Mankind because last time out, I thought that he used far too much energy up. I thought, is what's he doing? He's far too keen. He needs to learn to race. And he still found plenty, and he won by 20-odd lengths. Um, and he's won this, I think, a shade comfortably in the end. I think he, I think Harry Skelton's done a cracking job to keep hold of him, and he was very impressive for me. He, he went off nearly... He went off favourite, I think, in the end, nearly. No, just didn't. But there was some serious, serious money for him before the race, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Good horse. Good horse. Very, very... Very, very impressed with him at the weekend. Uh, Jim, a brief touch on uh, the Holstone Fury. Uh, Holstone won a race. There's not loads to say about it. Uh, to stop running over three miles for me. He, he did not win over three miles at the weekend. He did, but did you see his legs on the running? I thought his stride was slowly shortening. Um, I think well, he's better it, over two mile four personally, and he's uh, he's been. I've read today that he's dipper, going to the dipper, the dipper. which is I think is more up his, his street. Yeah, I could I could <laughs> I could see that, and I can see where you're coming from. I think he can operate over three miles, yeah. but maybe he's in a similar vein to Super Sunday. Yeah, might actually want something a bit more like two six. Yeah, if that distance existed, other than in that <laughs> handicap at Sandown. Uh, a nice quiet ride from him over three miles or two. Yeah, well done to Holstone though. Uh, we like him, though. Yeah, he's, he's a cracking sort, isn't he? Uh, the Bet Victor Smart Cards Handicap Chase. Oh, Jumbo, Jumbo, Jumbo. West Approach has put it all together. Uh, obviously went off favourite, because what else would West Approach do? Uh, I was saying to me, Granda, before the race, I was going, why is West Approach favourite? He's got absolutely no chance. He'll come round the bend, he'll be on the bridle, and he'll finish third. And then it came to the final bend, he was on the bridle, and then he actually put his head in front. And I was like, what? everything went against me at the weekend. Um, West approach, perfect ride by Robbie Power, I thought. He'd learnt from his mistakes last time. He didn't commit too soon. He rode an absolute peach. Did you see the smile on his face after that race? It was like that was one of the best achievements he'd ever performed. Um, I thought that was a cracking performance by West approach, and he deserved one of these, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I... 
I I think sometimes he gets a bit more stick than he's deserved. Yeah, he's, he's not as much as a, of a single farm payment. Well, he's 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 a, a high class horse. You know, was he not second in a grey one last season to Paisley Park? Yeah, uh, I think Ruby Walsh running that day. He was talking about him on the opening show and saying how he really probably shouldn't have finished second, but he, because he rode in quietly at the back and didn't really niggle him or didn't even do anything to him, he just sort of plodded plodded on through. And he said that Robbie Power asked him the other way, how 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 did you get him to finish second in the cleave? And he said, just just let him follow, let him do what he wants. Well, let him think that he can do what he wants. Would you go for a national with him? Did you hear Robbie Powers' uh, thoughts after the race? No, I didn't. He said uh, he's too soft for a national. Too soft? Too soft. He said he'd be scared of them fences. He said he wouldn't jump them. Fair enough. He said he could see a Welsh national or something like that, a Scottish national, but not but not a Grand National. Well, fa- fair enough, I guess. I, I, it is part of the test entry, isn't it? Dealing with, you know, the... All the uh, the surroundings that come yeah. with the race. And having, he's too, he said he's just too soft. Having horses, you know, either side, some car down the carriage, and yes, yeah, some horses aren't cut out for it. Uh, West approach. So, well done uh, to Corrections. I say he's, he's always had one of these in him, and I, I kind of think it was getting to the point where a lot of people thought he was going to be one of the ones that you say for years, always has one in him, yeah. and then never does. But he has actually got one. So well done to the Tizards and Robbie Power. My strong selection, Potter's Legend, ran very well, I've got to say. Uh, if you're on anti-post prices, he was 16-1 to 1 in the week. And and got zero place money back because he was 7 one but, but if you got anti, anti-post, he was three places, so you were all right. Oh, fair enough. So then. I got away with it, really. Uh, he ran an absolute cracker. He's a horse I'm a, I'm a fan of. If he just learns, he just makes a few jumping errors. If he clears them out, he'll be getting his head in front sooner rather than later. One to keep on the shortlist, then Potter's Legend. Uh, and the big race of the day, the Bet Victor Gold Cup. Uh, I might I might fly out on this because Happy Diva was in my first four. My big price selection was Warthog, which Jimbo laughed at. Uh, you'd have got money back for them both. Uh, Happy Diva is just a very, very solid operator at this level has deserved a race like this because she very very rarely run, runs a bad one uh, good ride by Richard Patrick and yeah not too much more to add Jim sometimes with the bet Victor it's a race you know we've seen Imperial Commando in it you know Frodo was second in it last season you know yeah. so, 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 so sometimes you, you can look at it and think you know this could be a year where the Winner might progress into being grade one. We know Happy Diva isn't that good. Yeah. Uh, we know where we stand. We know where we stand. But a good, good performance uh, from a really, really likeable there. Bell and Dar second. Arguably a career best from him. Definitely a career best from Warthog in third. And you did give a bit of a shout to Bellamida Picton in fourth. Serious, serious eye catcher Bellamida Picton's here. Did you see the. Who was it that nearly brought him down early on? It might have been uh, Eamon and Canock. Nearly brought him down early on. He he went to a complete standstill. Um, he jumped a couple horrendously, and he's stayed on. I think Haydock Grand National Trials have to await him. I think step him up in trip and see what happens. Up another full mile. Yeah, 
I, I think he, I think he's got the ability. I think Venetia Williams could make a proper stare out of him. Is it because it's those colours and it's Venetia Williams? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But Count Meribel as well, our, our strong selection. Um, if you took if you took six places with Skybet, you you were just all right because he just managed to get six places. <laughs> Ran an all right race, nothing um, more than all right. He jumped very well, uh, and he looked a bit one pace for me. Um, he didn't look as speedy as what I thought he looked at Carlisle. Well, you, you can see why they tried him over three miles last season, can't yeah. you? Um, uh, the crux of this race, though, Jimmy's would say Alice have won on his stood up. Most definitely, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, he's been put up six pounds. Have you know? I've, I read this morning. That's a killer, isn't it? That's, <laughs> That's an absolute insult to him, if I'm being honest. Um, I think it's not fair on yeah, him at all. Do you like that rule? <laughs> Pardon? Do you like that rule? That's a double jeopardy, isn't it? You know, you, you fall, you don't win the race, and also your chance of winning well, the next race happy is Happy Beaver got put up £6 for winning the race, and he's been put up £6 <laughs> as well. Um, he's up to a one five three now, Slate House, which uh, I think Imagine that. And Colin Tizard's probably throwing his milk all over fields in anger. <laughs> oh, yeah, horrendous. <laughs> no, imagine that. I'm, imagine Slate House... You know, finishes the season rated one seven five via travelling into race as well, <laughs> and then falling every single time. Imagine, imagine that. I know you need to find out some statistician will know, will know somewhere. What, what's, what's, what's the most a horse has been put up for not winning? For uh, for not winning, yeah. Well, West Approach got put up eight pounds as well, so he's up to a mark of one hundred and fifty now, which is reasonable. <laughs> which it, it is reasonable for it a level it possesses. had an absolute nightmare this week. Thinking, why have all my well handicapped horses completely gone now? <laughs> Calling Tizard there, Jimbo. Doesn't like the fact that he's trying to win races. Uh, he, he just prefers a little handicap blots every time. Uh, anything else you want to add, Jim? Uh, not. It was nice to see Jatta, Jatta Louie win for David Maxwell. He puts a lot into the He's sport. a really likeable horse as well, Jatta Louie. He's a, he's a likeable person, David Maxwell. I... I, I He's nothing. In, he's nothing much in the saddle, but he's improved remarkably. Yeah, he used to be absolutely awful, but now he yeah, at that, least he can. That's what it was like with you presenting last week, Jim. It was like yeah, David Maxwell of two years ago, <laughs> and now we've had a week off. We've had a winner at Cheltenham, and the improved David Maxwell takes the reins again. <laughs> I feel a bit insulted. I've been compared to David Maxwell at the start of his career, but he is. He has progressed a lot. He's put a lot into the game. Um, and he, deserve, he can ride whatever horses he wants because he buys them, he can do what he wants and great performance. I think he's five from five now, Jasper. Yeah, exactly. He's living the dream, isn't he? Yeah. Of course, if, if, if we had the money, we'd be doing that. He's been put up £9 for that win as well, so he's up to a rating of uh, 146. Which is entirely fair because he's last five, is one. Yeah, last five yeah. in England. Yeah, good effort. Good horse, Jatty Lua. Uh, and we'll move on to the Cheltenham action from the Sunday gym, uh, where do you want to start? The Arkle Trail? Yeah, yeah. Uh, put the kettle on. Never heard of her, if I'm entirely honest. I'd never heard of her. Wasn't exactly the winner we were thinking, were they? Out of the two, out of the four runners. I mean, I got it right that I'll dance through a beat and get away Trump again. <laughs> That's the only uh, problem. Uh, Henry de Bromhead's mare, and th- this isn't me being out, I-, I watch a hell of a lot of racing, but. I'd just never come across this horse, but she was really impressive. Yeah. Well, I I, I watched a chasing debut, um, which was 
at Kill Began. I remember watching it a long, long time ago. In well, not that long ago, really, the seventeenth of May, and thinking she'll be decent. But I never thought she'd be up to this level. Um, she finished second last time out to Robin De Carlo, uh, beating Moon over Germany. Um, that is where I've heard of her. Yeah, I did watch that race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a decent enough run, but I never thought she'd be good enough to beat arguably two of England's best two male novice chasers of this season. Would you say? Oh well, so far, but I mean, look, that they they, 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 they two were mile. two, yeah, ridiculously prominent in the betting for the article. Put the kettle on was rated 111 at a punch when she finished third in a punchless <laughs> town. 88 to 123 hurdle in May. She's since won at Kilbegan, Downpatrick, Tipperary, Wexford, and at Cheltenham. What a story. What an absolute cracking story that is. Well done. She's only five as well. for the Luck Racing Syndicate. It's a syndicate, though. Wasn't their owners group were in that race as well. And that, it was great to see. But yeah. Long way. Jump, jump very, very well. Obviously thriving for fences. Yeah, and I mean, look, she'd be unbeaten over fences if it wasn't for Robin De Carlo, who uh, is owned by a different syndicate, <coughs> but not anymore. <coughs> uh, we could talk about that for ages, but let's be fair. We just keep going round and round in circles, won't we? And it's been done to death, hasn't yeah. it? No one wants to hear. Supreme Racing Club, you've been very naughty, whoever's in charge. Everyone who's paid money into these horses, we hope you get your losses, you know, refunded. Rec- re- recouped. Set up on your sends, and uh, we hope it all gets sorted, and we get to see the horses we want to see race. Race, correct. That's it in a nutshell. I think the Schroer Chase, old Jim. This this was in terms of quality probably the best race of the weekend. Oh, I've I enjoyed this race so much. Tactical affair. Definitely, the side comes out on top from Politolog. Fair run from Simply and St Carlos as well. All four emerged with credit. Jeffrey decided, oh, this is the route Hobbs has chosen to go down by virtue of him saying this is a weaker division. Uh, and he started the season off as well as he could have hoped, surely. Yeah, um, given a really good ride by Barry Gerity. Uh, Gerity. Yeah, we We're not bringing that back. <laughs> um, he, he, I've strongly fancied him to go in, into this race and win easy. Um, he didn't. He wasn't comfortable enough, didn't he? Um, his stamina played out in the end, didn't he? It, it turned into a bit of a sprint, would we say? But then, as soon as he jumped the last up that hill, his stamina came through. I, I still think he's a two-mile four horse. Um, he's as much as he's got speed, he, he's got a bit of stamina. Um, yeah, very good performance, and I think the form of this is solid. Politolog, solid as you can. Challenged Altior last season in the champion chase. He's he's a standard setter in a, in, a, in a division. If you're going to be up to winning a, the top class, you've got to be after beating Politolo by one and a half lengths. And it definitely decides done that. I think he'll improve a lot for that. And yeah, I think he, I think he's a solid idea of a champion chase route. Yeah, if, if they're going to go for him, but I'd love him to go for the Ryanair. No, you'd rather win a champion chase than a Ryanair. I know, I know you would. And but it's I as think... likely. I think it's as likely. I think he's. It, it's, it, there might only be a pound or two difference in how good Defi Desai is over two and a half than he's over two, in my opinion. So I, I target him at the more prestigious race. Yeah, fair do. Fair do. Do you see him as being a realistic contender? Yes, I do. I think his form's there in the book. I, th- I think. I'm looking forward to actually seeing him run against 
It'd be interesting to see at Christmas if Willie Mullins brings Shaq on Borsoir over or something like that. Because he might send Ern Desau to the Tingle Creek or something like that. Because that's going to be the next target, apparently, for Deffy Desau. Right. Politolog, that'll be Tingle Creek again, surely. Yeah. And he'll be off level weight to see him with him that time, bear in mind. Politolog did give Deffy Desau weight here. Uh, very acceptable run from him. Simply Ned is a legend. Is it the sixth goal in that race? Yeah, yeah. I, I think every, every every year since twenty sixteen, since twenty thirteen, and St Calvados lost a fall, but still wasn't. He ran with more credit than I was expecting. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting him to be anywhere near. <coughs> if I'm being honest, no, he's he's, he's ran well, he's, and he's he's he merits his place in, in Grade Two level. You know, but there's not loads between between him and. Politolog is a better horse, yeah. but but not by loads yeah. to St Calvados. Uh, they've all they've all ran well, uh, and you could see especially the top two picking up grade ones this season. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, the Greatwood Gym. Oh, I thought Monsieur Lecoq, Monsieur Lecoq, who's been a long, 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 you know, term, well, friend of mine really for about a year. I thought he was going to do it and just nabbed on both sides by Gumball and then by Harambe. Uh, sort of horse that tends to do well in these sort of races. Second season hurdler, uh, 16 to 1, Tom Bellamy and Alan King. What do you make of this, Jim? I, ge- I, gen- I genuinely I don't know because Harambe has been such a cliff horse for me. Since his debut at Ludlow, he's always caught my eye. He beat Flash of Steel that day on his debut and I thought that was a really good performance. And then, I don't know, I sort of fell out of love with him. And he stopped being competitive in, in decent races. Um, even his seventh in the Persian War, that was obviously a good reappearance. And now, I, it was a good good performance in this. Um, off 11 stone. Is the Great Wood really the race that it used to be? Uh, no. Not really. But again, is that just us looking back at it with rose tinted glasses? Shall I get the last ten the last ten minutes? Spare in mind the horse who was placed in the Great Wood last season went on to be placed in the champion hurdle. But it I'll I'll, I'll get them up now, mate. Because I remember like the likes of Kyber Kim winning it yeah. and went on to be runner up in a sec champion hurdle. Uh you know what, you're probably right. Elgin was fifth in the champion hurdle the year after he won that. North Hill Harvey was a good high one for his horse. Old Guard, grade two winner. Gardler Victoire, Delarca, Olofi, Brampol, one running a champion hurdle. Yeah. Menorah, who was a grade one Monty. class horse. Uh, so arguably, though, one, one bad season doesn't... One below average season... I wouldn't say makes a poor race because if Silver Streak won last year rather yeah. than Nietzsche, would you know? Yeah. Would 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 we be saying the same thing? Uh, this doesn't contain a champion hurdler no. this season, but you might not have to be too much better. You might not have to be too much better. Uh, before we talk about the champion hurdle, should we just touch on hanging there? Who was ridiculously impressive. Oh, I, I think this is an animal you've seriously got to keep on your side this season. Windy grade two, though. Very, very windy. He's one of them classic grade two super <laughs> child. Early season. <laughs> that just chucked in from summer jumpers that have come in. And 
hanging there is very impressive. He unseated the rider on his first start in England. Did you watch that? Yeah, he had no, no hope. Of, almost rugby tackled him off. Yeah. Um, give him no chance and then he went went back to Exeter and beat getaway Fred decisively. Um he I, I was nothing but impressed. I, I thought he he relished the ground um and he won decisively in the end. He went off some price. Um and it's great to see Emma Lavelle with she's got some serious horses in training now. She's got some good handicappers. She's obviously got a star in Paisley and it's nice to see that she's finally got a decent novice hurdler. Yeah, yeah, we, we both like hanging there though, and again, same thing I said to Pitt about uh, Time Hill, we know it's early in the season, would you rule this horse out of being a potential Cheltenham Festival winner? No, I wouldn't rule him out, he'd be straight in my top five at this moment in time. Big, big words there from Mr Watson, we'll move over to the Irish action, Jim, uh, like we said about the the champion hurdle, uh, about winning the Great One, might actually, you might not have to be too much better than that to win it this year. The Morgiana Saldier, now short of six to one for the champion hurdle, over pe- beating Petit Mouchoir and the very very well supported Classical Dream. I can't believe Saldier went off seven to one. He was false. Absolutely ridiculous. The night before. Odd race, what do you make of it? I I thought Saldier did it very, very well. I think if they were to run that race five times, there'd be a different winner. Two out of the three times. I think Classical Dream's the best horse to take out of this. I'm sorry. Why? Because um, on, this, on this performance, he won't win a champion hurdle. He, he won't, won't beat Saldier again. He won't, but... I just felt like he wasn't right throughout the race. I never thought he was travelling. I thought I felt like something was wrong. I agree. Um, and he, he never looked himself. Like he had his nose on the ground, and he, he was. We saw at the beginning of last year's Supreme that he was buzzy f- before the race, but he just something wasn't right about him at the start of that race at the weekend. Um, I don't want to take it away from Soldier. Magnificent performance off that layoff. Um, everyone's. Chuffed to pieces over the 16 to 1 price that they've got for him anti post for champion hurdle. But he's, he's beat Petty Mouchoir by a length and a half. I'm, that, not, I'm not exactly thrilled. No, that's that's all I'm saying. I, that, that's similarly enough to what I'm saying. Saldier, look, he makes his place in the champion. Uh, Congratulations if you're on at big prices. Towards, towards the top of the champion hurdle market now because he's an unexposed grade 1 winner. And there isn't very many of them around at the minute. In fact, he's probably the only one around at the minute. Uh, you can see why you'd expect Classical Dream to improve from this, because he didn't do the basics right. No, he didn't. He didn't do the basics right. He didn't put himself into a position where he could win that, and you could you would expect better performance from him throughout the season. We know he's better than that. Again, though, as a starting point, you've got to be a bit, Underwhelmed. Yeah, I was underwhelmed, but I didn't, I didn't completely deflate from the idea. Um, <coughs> he didn't, he didn't make me think. Oh, he's an absolute no hoper in the champion hurdle. He still, I still have a bit of hope with him. And does does the presence of Petit Mouchoir windy, windy, windy this up? Yeah, he does. Because he's he, he's a horse who's. N- he's he's solid. just not been very. He's just not been very good for a couple no, of years at this he's, level. He's just. He's a solid grade three. 
like 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 Kevin Kevin Blake's article on that the races yesterday was brilliant, and it was you know where have all the good two mile hurdlers yeah. gone? And I laughed at you last season you, when you said no one wants to win the champion hurdle. Yeah, uh, I think people do. I'm just not sure whether the quality of horse population is around at the minute. No, you 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 they're breeding looking. three mile chasers now. They don't want to breed two mile quick speedy hurdlers, do they? No, you're right, and, and like a, a, a great point Kevin made was about uh, the Australian market for stayers, correct? Which is so relevant as well. I don't remember Celestial Halo as a flat horse, but he was a bloody good one. Yeah, you know, and then he went on to finish second in a champion hurdle, and also second in a stayers hurdle. Yeah, uh, to Solwit wasn't yeah. it? That, that was Solwit. Two good old, two good old lads fighting that finish out. Yeah. Uh, Those were the days. <laughs> they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, they might come out and win a race like Faheen and Yamworth have done recently. The way yeah. this week's been going. <laughs> uh, but no, it is. It's an interesting thing. You, 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 you know, because I, I guess if you're Jane Williams, you know, and you've got a horse who will now be rated, you know, one four eight, like Monsieur Lecoq, would you not be thinking? Should we, we do a silver streak and just have a crack at grade two? Western Rider were knocking about in grade twos last season, and he's been absolutely abysmal <laughs> over fences. Yeah, do you know what I mean? There's there is very little. It's worth a shout, isn't it? It is. You, you if 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 you had a high one forties rated hurdler at this stage, I'd be thinking I'm going to try and pick up a grade two, and I'm going to try and get me sent into champion hurdle. Yeah, and do what Silver Streak did last season. Yeah, and pick up the pieces. Obviously, we've not seen the Boover back. Uh, Vidana Blue, even. Vidana Blue won't go well at Cheltenham. <laughs> Vidana Blue won't go well at Cheltenham. She's a cracking, cracking mare, but needs flat tracks. Boover Dare, mate. I said at the start of the, on the very first podcast, scumbag each way better than the air is Boover Dare each way to win the champion hurdle. Yeah. Then you're getting your money back if he places. There is not a chance in hell that if he stands up, he's out of the first three. On the showing of what we've seen in this division so far. Correct, correct, I agree. Do you have anything? Any sneaky honeysuckle? Honeysuckle, and that's it. But I don't, I genuinely, I don't think they'll go. I've, I've backed her, but. Please, Henry. It, please, it, Henry make it so much more interesting. Everyone go and tweet Henry de Bromhead. Yeah, please go and tweet <laughs> Henry de Bromhead, hashtag honeysuckle champion. We'll try to get that. We'll tr- <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get it trending because I'll. We're not gonna we're not gonna but please I'm worried that might take off take over for bedrock boys. This is a turf talk campaign, uh political cause, you know, whatever we want. We're gonna win a Nobel Peace Prize for honeysuckle in the champion hurdle because without her it's going to be lisp. You know <laughs> Ma- Monsieur Lecoq and Silver And Mahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh well done to sell the air though and look if you got on at the big price very 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 well done uh, and again if you boover he's the one you're worried about correct he's the one you're worried about now uh, briefly run through the other action in Ireland uh, there was a grade 2 the Craddock's Town obvious chase was won by Notebook uh, arguably though the beginner's chase earlier on the card was better uh, and for him won it oh, at the age of 11 uh didn't jump perfectly. <laughs> it's, fair say, it's fair to say. It's fair to say. But he got the job done, Jimbo. Uh, 
I'm still certainly baffled that this is happening. But what did you make of Fahimi Chaser? <laughs> that was a cracking performance. He absolutely plastered two of the two of the fences. Um, I thought he made a right hash of third. I, I was on walk away each way at ten so to one, was I, and I was absolutely shocked. Not a chance walk away should have ever been ten to one. And I was thinking, what what is going to win? He's going to beat Fahim, and then. I saw he jumped the second last and I was like, how is Fahim still on the bridle? He's an absolute machine and he's winged the last and it, I couldn't help but just smile at the fact. I'd, I'd been beaten by Fahim but I wasn't even fussed. It was a great performance uh, and great to see and I'll just touch on a jockey run that won the first race at Punchestown at the weekend, Oakley Brown. He used to be with Richard Fahey on the flat. He rode a very nice race on that anything will do. There was a lot of horses in that race who come with a chance and he stayed on Stoutley. So he's a £7 claim you've got to keep your eye out on Oakley Brown. Yeah, fair enough. Jim Blue Sarri also got the job done. Got the job very done. I was slightly disappointed in some aspects. In what aspects? He didn't win as decisively as I thought. It was a fine. It was fine for it was a start. A, it was a good. It was fine for a start. For, uh, I mean, look, they're not going to send Fahim over fa- over fences, though, with the plan just to be winning a beginner's chase. No. Could he win the JLT? Could a horse the same age as Carol's Destria win a novice chase at the Charlton It'd be Festival? great, wouldn't it? Cheltenham had absolutely erupted. It had been mad. Everyone's mind had gone. Everyone had just been walking around going, what is happening? The end is nigh. As we said earlier on, the end is nigh. Everyone's winning who's not supposed to be winning. And speaking of that, the Sunday at Punchestown, Yanworth over the cross-country fences was mental. Absolutely mental. Yeah. Uh, look, the, sometimes you don't take much winning. Uh, these cross-country chasers, don't we? Because sometimes he's only... You know, about 20 horses in the world who were trained for him. Jan was one of them, though. He's at the end of Bulger uh, Asylum. <laughs> yeah, uh, where we send all the ones with a screw loose. Uh, all the fruitcakes. <laughs> you've got to bring some in, Jim. If you're going to keep saying the word fruitcake, end if, you, bul- if you bring some fruitcakes in next week, I'll be Bulger's very happy. Fruitcake Asylum. That's what it is. That's what it is. And they get you back on the straight and narrow. <laughs> you know, like, like Boston <laughs> back in the day. Uh, and uh, they send you over the banks and you come back and you're a reformed character for Yarmouth. Uh, are they going to try go down the proper cross-country route this season? Why not? Let's see. It'll be a laugh, Yarmouth. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a laugh. That's a genuine. I, I, I think that's that's the route we should have taken with Yamworth for about three years. Rather than taking too too seriously, he's just a bit of a jokey jokey horse. As in, he doesn't know when he wants to put his head in the game. He's a cracking horse. He's probably yeah. a, a, he's a graded performer. Just take him with a pinch. Just of yeah, stuff. just and yeah, enjoy him while he's here. Have a laugh with him. Yeah. Like I said, Ender Bulger doesn't have anything <laughs> for the Alcubierre sprint on the Bay World Cup night. Why not? Let's just send Yamworth there. Him there. Yeah. Nicky Henderson said he was sending LTR to the King Stand. Why not? Why don't we just do this more often? Just send random horses to pointless races that they're not going to win. But why not? It's a laugh, isn't Funny. it? Funny. Yeah. I want to see LTR run against Harry Angel, for example, in the King Stand. It'd be great. Yeah. I mean. Fahim's over fences now. What's going on? 
So, so yeah, let's see. Yanworth, oh my days. Imagine, imagine being told three years ago that Fahim's, Fahim's going to have his first chase start at the age of 11. <laughs> Yanworth's going the champion hurdle favourite is going to be running in cross countries against Barry Bowker Bridge. <laughs> and, uh, oh. yeah, oh, I love it. And, uh, Yanworth, let's, let's get him in the Grand National. That'd be fun. Uh, st- Stormy Island won the mayor's hurdle. Uh, she's nowhere near as good as Benny Dejeur, but apart from Benny Dejeur, she's not far off being the best of that division around. Uh, and battle over Doyen Jim. I'm just not quite taken with this horse, even though he's two from two and his only defeat came at the Cheltenham Festival. Uh, you know, two from two is a question for you. He's. I, I'm just not sure. To me, he just seems Don Polish. I think he looks slow. He looks slow at the weekend. Yeah. I think I think they'll step him up to three mile and then he'll be too slow even for three miles. But slow horses can win the RSA. Slow horses can win the RSA. But if, if, if I was watching that again, uh, he didn't have the you know, the reputation. If 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 this was a random French horse who I'd never heard of, you know. Everyone would be getting excited about it. Well no, not not even that. If if I was just watching this race not knowing anything other than battle over Doyen, my initial reaction to it would be that'll go well in the four mile of the three and a, <laughs> three and three quarter mile, whatever it's called. Mate. Yeah, the let's try and be happy chase. That's all it's going to be from now on. It's got to be a struggle for you, right? No, nah, I'm just going to be miserable, just yeah. grunting it. Well, I say, for he and Duvan winning, warming the coldest of hearts. <laughs> yeah, even made me smile. Yeah. For him winning made me smile. And the coldest of hearts is sat to my right. So, Mr. Watson, what do you make of Battle of the... Are you as... Not wary of him. Not wary, I'm not wary of him. I think he's a very, very good horse. But there's just something about him that I've just never really been taken with. I thought Maybe it's because he's just a... <laughs> and he'll do this every time because he's never going to win by... A lot. Yeah. And he ma- saves a bit for himself. Or, do, or is it just the fact that he's slow? Maybe, maybe it is just that well, fact you, that he doesn't seem to... Slow exactly. As well, but exactly. And it's a sort of... Is he not big? Is that your reasoning? Potentially, and it's even I can even see myself saying by February, if I don't find anything else for the RSA, which I have because I'll be with Champ, that I can actually see him winning it. But I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just still slightly on the fence about Battle Over Dyer. He's pulled well clear away from the Kim Mueller winner. Yeah, and it wasn't quickly. No, you know five lengths. It took a while to get going, didn't it? The wheels were spinning, but they weren't going very quickly. Yeah. And I feel harsh, being harsh about a horse who was, you know, being on the whole, practically impossible to beat, barring at the Cheltenham Festival. And that's why I don't know what it is about him that I'm just not quite fond of yet. Maybe it's because his name is boring. Because do you know who his parents are? Go on. He's by Doyen... He is out of battle over. Yeah, it's not very creative, is it, for them? No. Although, what's the name of your cat, Jim? Um, <laughs> your so- cat's middle name is? Socks James Watson Aguero. So he's got my middle name in his middle name. 
See, this is the ego of the man. He comes across on Twitter and on the podcast as just a friendly, if slightly grumpy, big man. This is a man who named his own cat after himself. <laughs> super villain. Super villain behaviour. I like my cat. He's like me. Just miserable. <laughs> oh, my days. You won't be miserable at the weekend, oh, though, Jim. Oh. You won't be miserable at the weekend. Seamless link. <sighs> Beautiful. Uh, two heavyweight heavyweight clashes oh it's like Ali against Liston oh, it's it's going to be one the weekend against Wilder Bristol Demai against Lost in Translation at Haydock Altior against Surname at Ascot we'll start with Haydock Park Jim uh, Bristol Demai currently 6-5 to five to win the race for the third year running your son lost in translation is seven to four. <laughs> Altior three to one. He goes to Ascot nine to two. Frode on tens. Bally optic fourteens. Elegant escape. Uh, is this a match first and foremost? Yes, especially after Frodon's performance last time. It was slightly disappointing. All about the fences. Probably would taken out. So yeah. So don't don't slag a horse so off. I'm not slagging for, it off. Running all right in a race that but was never going to shoot. It's a match race between the two champions. Like you've said, it's like Tyson Fury going to Vladimir Klitschko in his own backyard and beating him, and this is what's going to happen to Lost, Lost in Translation. He's going into Bristol Demai's backyard. He, he basically lives at Haydock, Bristol Demai, and he's going to get absolutely battered by the machine that is Lost in Translation, and people need to stop slagging him off because he's the best thing since sliced bread. Back it up with facts, mate. <sighs> his, his performances last season were solid. Uh, he beat... Um, Top of the game at Aintree decisively when he stepped up to three mile one. You can question Mark over top of the game and whether whether he was fit enough. He he won the RSA. That was a very good performance. I, I think it was a nice seasonal reappearance. He jumped overly big at a few. He'll improve for that run. And why not take the ball by the horns and beat the Haydock specialist at his own ground? Good enough point. At the prices... Well, again, I back any of uh, again, mate. I I know what you're saying, but also, are you just getting carried away in your own lost, oh, in, yeah. propos- pro- lost in translation propaganda? Most definitely, because Bristol Demise loves this race. He's Haydock specialist. He loves the, he loves the ground. He deserves to be six to five favourite. If I'm being honest, I'd probably move well. I think Lost in Translation will beat him. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Not as much. Is, is that is that the idea that? It's the novice. The novice is always rated higher than the actual standard setter. Is that, but this time round, it's different in the betting. Uh, no, Bristol Demise is the right favourite. Yeah, Bristol Demise is the right favourite, based because he's been imperious in this for the last two years. Haydock is his backyard, uh, and on the whole, last year he was very, very good. Yeah, you know, he was placed in the Gold Cup, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so it's, it's 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 had a. You've got to be a genuine, genuine Grade One horse to beat him in this. Unfortunately, I, I think he might be coming up against the best staying chaser in Britain. Correct. And I could see a loss in translation when in this and the Gold Cup. And maybe not. Maybe not the King George. The King, the King George would be the one I'd like him least in. Right. Uh, well, I've, I've voiced my versatile. I think he's versatile enough ground-wise. And look, if Bristol Demai 
beats him here, it doesn't it doesn't uh, stop him from being the Gold Cup winner. Now, I think Frodo will take on Bristol Demai at the front of the field. I think that'll unnerve Bristol Demai. I think he's quite happy with a front running ride on his own. And I think he was helped by that last season. He had native riverish, but not really. Um, I, th- I think lost in translation. Robbie Power. I'm presuming he's going to ride. Sitting behind. Sit and wait. Sit and wait. Pounce. Second last. Show the class that lost in translation's got. This 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 should be being hyped up to absolute buggery. This is one hell like, of a race. Like the Tingle Creek last year. This if racing can't market this and the Ascot race. We're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong. I need to try and be able to get my mates to watch this and say... Um, ju- ju- oh, everyone in my races. family knows about Lost in Translation. They'll all, well, they'll all be looking at me, uh, waiting for me on ITV to see my big banner that says Lost in Translation. Are you going? Me. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, purely just to see him. That is the only reason. Um, not going to East uh, Halifax at home just to watch Lost in Translation. Uh, I'll take my big flag. I'll... I'll if they're selling yellow scarves, I'll buy a yellow scarf. If if they've got any Lost in Translation propaganda, I will buy it. Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be some some race. And if he beats, if he gets beat, you probably will never hear from me ever, ever again. <laughs> Jimbo just saying that, saying that his whole family know Lost in Translation is like it's a surprise and, <laughs> and like it's not the only thing he talks about. 24-7. I have about 15 posters of him above my bed. You do? As Frodon, a ballet optic and elegant escape make up the field. All merit the place here. They do, but if it was over five mile, it might interest me for, for ballet optic and elegant escape. I think elegant escape will finish third. So do I. But I'd be interested if Colin says I runs, because... Well, he, he, he ran Native River and Fistlecraft yeah, last he, year. He ran, he ran them against each other. Different though. connections, doesn't matter. Be interesting. Uh, both of lost the translation, are we? All aboard the gravy train. So who are we doubling them up with at Ascot then? Altior, the greatest in my lifetime. 19 unbeaten, four-time fe- four Cheltenham Festival winner. Looks like the step-up-in trip will be improved. Or a horse who couldn't beat Caddelan at uh, Overcourt at this track last year, Jim. Who do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say surname to piss me off. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to say top-notch? Top notch, he's not going to win either. Altior. Uh, well done, thank you. Alexibility. <laughs> you you t- banged on about me about Altior. I've looked for chinks in his armour. I'm picking and picking, and finally they're stepping up in trip. He can't wait to see. Lose. Can't wait to see him run. I'd love to see him absolutely transcend him by about six lengths and prove that his rating is absolutely ridiculous in comparison. Surname, another one. This is his backyard, and Altior's going to it. Um, Paul Nichols issued the statement saying we are going for this race Altior come and face us and fair dues to Nicky Henderson he's got him ready and he's here and I can't wait to see it happen uh, Surname will be in the lead and Altior will just sit and sit and wait and then come and pounce late on and absolutely annihilate him I can't wait I think it's going to be two two races that genuinely if you are not a racing if, if you don't even have any passion for racing this must capture your imagination. Oh, it's great! I can't wait. I, I I love I love the passion, Jim. But does Altior ever annihilate anyone anymore? Do you know what I mean? How do we know? He, is it, he is could it, annihilate him over two I could, five. I could see. I think it's likelier 
If one horse is going to win this race by 10 plus lengths, it'll be Surname. Right. It depends how much of an easy run Surname gets up front. Because that's just not... Just not impossible to beat. Every, everyone's saying that. You know, he needs. You know, he needs to step up in trip, etc., etc. Which I can see why they're going to this two five. It is a bit of an unknown. He should stay. In fact, he's ninety percent likely to stay. So for me, I'm, I'm a little bit baffled as to why. Look at me. No surname is very good. Round Ascot over course of distance. And maybe I've, maybe, in, you know, being a massive LTR fan might have a hint of bias in here. And maybe I'm forgetting just how impressive surname was. Yeah. Uh, you know, over C&D when he won the Ascot chase. However, LTR's just so hard to beat. Yeah. And he knuckles down. The, the chink I would throw at LTR's armour was he's jumping out to the left in the Clarence house. Correct. <laughs> That's the only little... He can't be affording... Look, it, it, it's, at it's, every, yeah. every fence. It's all right doing that against Fox Norton and Diego de Charmil. Correct. He could do with something like top-notch alongside him to just keep him straight, couldn't he? He could. He could He could really do with that. And he's 8-11. to 11. If you were to double him up, you, you'd probably get a decent price about it. LTR and Lost in translation to win. Can't wait. It's going to be one race. One hell of a race. Who do you think is likely? I put that poll on Twitter. Bristol Demai, Lost in Translation, LTR, or Surname. You can only pick one. <laughs> who, did you oh, think who did you genuinely think I voted for? Lost in Translation. There's only one one horse ever to be the best ever. Forget Frankel. Forget Denman. Forget everyone. Lost in Translation is the best. Simple. Oh, next week it's going to be hilarious. It'll <laughs> be absolutely horrendous. You'll it's have to find someone else to come on next week if he doesn't win. But I am like that genuinely, and I've not—I don't—I've not felt this nervous looking forward to a race than the fight you last year, where yeah. I've not really mentioned him because he's not bad him out. But I, I'm a big Boover there fan. I really like him. I didn't like—I don't like people slagging him off, uh, but I especially did at this time last year, uh, and it was. I, I was celebrating, you know, like like Talwood won't league when he beat Samco <laughs> in, in fighting fit. Yeah. And it will feel like a punch to the stomach if Altior gets beat for me. Oh, my, I, imagine if Altior gets beat and lost in translation. Christ, no podcast next week. It's cancelled because the boys don't fancy it because they're too devastated. That's the worst case scenario, isn't it? Well, actually, I'm, I, I am thinking about the race with my head. And... Oh, I this, this, oh, oh I, I think we can tell. But uh, this this could be the biggest test of LTL's career. Oh, yes, most definitely. Can't wait, genuinely. And th- there's two hurdles before them races at Ascot and at Haydock. They're decent enough quality. Um, if the cap fits, makes his reappearance in the Coral Hurdle, which I quite like. Yeah, they're great too. Uh, he's entered in there, he got beaten this last year, didn't he? He did, because he, again, they're trying to run him over two mile four again, which is ridiculous. Just run him over three. Like. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, the Coral Hurdle. The uh, It's over two miles, three and a half. Call me Lord, five to two favourite. Uh, a horse who tends to always be very well supported and has a rating of 160, and I've never understood why. <laughs> no. Uh, 
it must be just that one performance where beat Little Rockefeller by 16 lengths that's, that's keeping yeah, him there. That's, that's bizarre, actually, because he's, he, he rolled not off 157. Well, beat Alan Merlin by three and a quarter, and he's been beaten a net by Mr. Antolini. But he's always, he's always, like, like I remember our very first show last year, Jim. You mentioned him as a potential champion hurdle. I loss. did, I did. But. He's not, he's been beating a handicap by Malaya Sandown <laughs> and. Seven for the seven for well, the eleven you, behind Paisley re- Park in the long walk, and he's still got the same rating. You remember that rate, the the w- long walk? It was he had a funny trip round, didn't he? Yeah. And nothing, and everyone thought it was a right uh, job for the Imperial Cup, and he disappointed slightly. The weight just got to him, in my opinion. Um, this, he, is, he, 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 this is harder, but if he was to win it, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a but, weird one. But for me, uh, it's not for me at this moment in time. It's a weird race, this. I'd probably go... They're well, full of nearly horses. 11 to 4, call me Lord. 3 to 1, if the cap fits in Roxana. 6 is Grand Sonsi and La Patriot. 14 is Barham Little Rockefeller. Uh, my, my angle for this would just be... <laughs> because, again... I've never really understood Call Me Lord. If the cap fits, needs every inch of three miles, in my opinion. Yeah. Got beat in this last year. Got beat by Vision to flow in the national spirit. Uh, and the fact that I'm not sure whether he's quick enough. Although, you might not need to be particularly quick to win this. No. Roxana's very, very solid. Solid. I think she, she's, at the price, is probably the most interesting for me. Um, she come to win a race last time. She clouded the last. If Harry Skelton was to ride that race again, I think he'd ride it a lot differently. And yeah, I think Roxana's Roxana's the bet for me. She she she'd be the one of the top three for correct, me. Correct. Though, and I'm not sure whether he's going here. But at the prices, I actually like Gronsonsi most at six yeah, to one. He, he would have won without that uh, slight jumping error at the second last last time. Very very solid first time over two and a half. But I can see I could see it suiting him. He could grind grind it out, couldn't he? I could see it, it suiting him. And look. He operates at this level. He does. He operates at this level. And in a race that might not suit if the cap fits due to him being a bit too slow for it. And I don't actually know what suits Call Me Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy enough to take Ron Sonsi at 6-1. to one. Uh, Jim, you're saying the Greatwood isn't a top-class race anymore. This race always has been, though. Yeah, held its form strangely and often. <laughs> where, is, where is the Greatwood? Where is with the Greatwood? You could kind of look at it prior to that and think, oh, that horse could be top class. That horse could be top. There's always one or two every year. I, I never get the feeling about this race, but it constantly, constantly throws up good winners. It is the uh, the staying handicap, the Betfair best odds on ITV races. Stayers <laughs> handicap hurdle. What a name! Used to be the fixed brush. Uh, that's just what everyone calls it, though, isn't it? The no fixed brush. The race that used to be the fixed brush, but it's not fixed brush anymore. But we still call it the fixed brush. Uh, Umbrigado, four to one favourite uh, for this. Six is Liz Nagar Oscar. Nine's Highland Hunter. Ten's Ask Ben Tedham. Twelve's AC Milan. Eight and Bob and Stony Mountain. Fourteen to one Bar then, which include a horse I quite like, Flash the Steel. Uh, Jimmy's nodding. Uh, who won this race last year? Pace Park. Goodbye. Before that, Sam Spinner. I've absolutely been. Yeah, Sam Spinner won it. I think you were a massive price that year, Sam Spinner, 14s. Yeah, was um, it? Brian Cruz won this in the past, yeah. was it? And his brother, <laughs> Jeffrey Chambertan. Yeah. I might be inventing Jeffrey Chambertan, but. Oh, oh, I think he has. Um, a very, very nice race. There's some decent uh, runners in this, and 
unexpected Les Nagar Oscars being custom to some support really um, he's reverting back over hurdles which I think is an obvious idea I don't think chasing's exactly for him um, I, I think he's in, more interested in this than over fences um, and I think he might run well but I think the price has gone about him I, I've read a lot of people fancying Ask Ben on Twitter he's been at a bigger price that, w- that would have been my pick that is my pick at bigger prices he's a horse that's everyone going into Cheltenham sort of thought he might run a bit of a decent race um, he's slightly disappointed in the end uh, well slightly disappointed he was 33 to on and he was midfield yeah. uh, again G- G- Jimbo has a issue with thinking, by, uh, th- thinking about horses he He's tipped. Like when we went through the great, uh, when, I, I didn't mention it at the time, but now that you've done it again, I'm one of. When we went through the Hyde Novices hurdle, you said Laird Avant was fancied. He was sixth of seventh in the market. Just you fancied him. Yeah, I fancied the ears off him, and he drifted like a bat. Yeah. One <laughs> um, um, at a bigger price, who's taking my eye at this moment in time. He's breaking waves. I've been a fan of him since his debut, and I put him up as a bit of an eye catcher a couple of weeks. This ago. is a bit of a. Uh, a project for you wouldn't he yeah. breaking waves I, I, th- I think he's a horse with serious potential um, he's stepping up in trip once again he was ridden quietly over 2 mile 5 last time and he's stepping up to 3 mile I think he'll stay um, he'll be given a quiet ride at the back Leighton Aspel normally rides him um, he's had his seasonal reappearance a price of 14 to 1 I think he's decent he's still a 5 year old he's a second season hurdler um, I think 14 to 1 is a decent enough price about him. Um, he'd need to improve once again, but I think there is improvement in him. Since his debut, I've always been a massive fan. Um, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing him run. Um, I've never seen him actually in person. so I'm, I'm going for Flash to Steel. Yeah. Another 14 to 1 shot. Winner of the Chepstow Silver Trophy last time out. I'd hope that race actually works out to be pretty decent. Champagne Court we've seen win twice over fences since Imperial Aura runs today. He was 16 to 1 on last night in a free runner race. Uh, he's probably going to win that. Uh, I thought it was an all right little race, the Chipsville Silver Trophy. This season, Bally Andy was behind Cool Only. Garrow de Jouy, we've seen actually yeah. come out and do quite well over fences so far. Remastered Apart from last horse. time, I think he, when I tipped him up, he pulled up or something like that. But that was a race he tipped every single horse <laughs> in the, uh, <laughs> at Wincanton. Uh, prior to that, over two miles, looked like he needed the step up in trip when he was uh, fifth in the race, won by Getaway Trump. It comes off this of a mark of 138. The, the unknown's a trip. The unknown's a trip because he was a... Mine's t- the same. Campaigned as a two-miler last season, but he did appreciate the step up to 2-4. Whether the extra half-mile suits him again here, I'm not sure, but I'd like to think he's still a horse ahead of his mark over 138, and at 14-1 is a risk I'm willing to take. Are we underestimating Kilbrick and Storm in this race? Uh, gone off the boil, aren't they? He has, but... He's Albert Bartlett form solid, isn't he? He beat OK Corral, Santini. We know where they are now. Um, he went chasing, didn't he? he the, good, the good horses in the potato race don't win the potato race on normal. Yeah, but he then went to Ireland, didn't he, and finished third, beaten not far by next destination in Delta Work. That was another good run. Um, I think I think we are slightly underestimating. There's 20 to 1 around about him in places. Colin Tizard likes this race. Off the top of my head, Colin Tizard always sends a, sends his good ones to this. He, he might just be up to this grade. 
and I think he's interesting at another another fourteen twenty to one price. I think breaking waves in Kilbrick and Storm are my two darts at this moment in time. Fair enough. Flash of Steel would be the one for me, and me, and me second pick at the minute would probably be Ask Ben, although I highly respect the favourite Umbrigado for David Pipe. Of course, you've got to mention David Pipe's Barmy Army briefly about Umbrigado. Well, no, you, you, look, you can see why he's fav. Yeah, you, you, can. you can see exactly why he's favourite. You know, won, won three novice hurdles last season before going in, going to entry and finishing sixth in the race reserve tank one. Markets found him back from tens to fours, but he's the right fab for this sort of race, and he should be. He could well be ahead of his mark of 142. Same with Liz Nagar Oscar, who I say I really like the potato race last season. Yeah. Not quite looked a natural chaser so far. So and look, he pre-season was 33 to one for the stairs. He was. And he's winning this off 141. Interesting. So you can make a you can make a case for him. Maybe the fact that he's not been very good over fences so far as well might actually in fact he was fine at Chepstow Ardleffen wasn't too much worse than him over hurdles he was fine wasn't he he was fine uh, so I, I understand why uh, why he's probably in the market as well but I'm, I'm going to go for one at a bigger price here with Flash of Steel fair dues it's not like you to go for a bigger price normally, normally more of a fan of a shorty because they win more <laughs> because they win more uh, Jim, thanks for joining us again this week. Not like you ever have any choice, especially when Lost in Translation's running. Well, there, there was no doubt that I was not being in here for this week's podcast. I'm, 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 come and see me at ADOC. You'll see me, I'll have bright yellow, full bright yellow outfit on. Oh, helmet on and everything, goggles, you name it. I'll have everything. I might even take a saddle, find a saddle from somewhere. Would you even describe yourself as behaving a bit like a fruitcake? Yeah, I, I am a bit. Maybe that's why I call so many horses fruit. Maybe I am a bit of a fruitcake myself. On that note, <laughs> I think it's time we wrap this week's episode of Turf Talk up. Uh, don't forget to like, share, retweet, give us five stars. Follow us both on Twitter. Yeah, we're, we're quite active. If you ever want to send us a DM, send us a DM. We're always open, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and don't forget to give Jim stick when Bristol Demi <laughs> wins. On <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I deserve it. I've talked enough rubbish on here and... If you want to give me stick, fire away. I don't blame you. We'll see you all again very soon. Thanks for tuning in. See you possibly next week. <laughs> <laughs>